At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, We guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome into My Guys in the Desert. I'm Danielle Var here in the VSIN studio with Jonathan Von Tobel, our most in demand VSIN host here. His phone is just going off the hook right now. <laughs> Ready it's to actually start. Tim Murray, too, asking if I was available tonight at 9 o'clock. So. Yeah. Oh, props for the nightcap. Well, let's, uh, let's get through My Guys in the Desert first. How about that? Uh, so, great show ahead of us today. We're going to have Matt Meiselman from DraftKings join us. But a lot going on tonight in the world of basketball because the NBA Finals are finally here. We're going to have game one going on. Uh, Obviously, Bucks at the Sun spread open with the Suns minus five, now up to five and a half at most books. 220 for the total at the South Point, but 219 consensus most places. But the big question on everybody's mind right now, JVT, what is the status of Giannis Antetokounmpo? So, uh, upgraded from doubtful to questionable. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, I guess that is a good sign uh, whether or not he's going to play. Uh, I don't know what it really means overall, but I think I said this like, at the very worst, he's going to be available for game two in my mind. Mm-hmm. You know, there were rumblings that he was going to be out there for game seven of the Eastern Conference finals if they had to play a game seven of the Eastern Conference finals uh, and you know you had like you read between the lines right like you get the footage of him running up the stairs on the team plane like all of these kind of things and regardless look it's the NBA finals you have no idea when they're going to be back here at this point you know, how many athletes do we know that reach the pinnacle in terms of their respective championship never to get back there again so we've seen this Mike Conley James Harden there's another name that I'm forgetting, but all these guys. Because Anthony he didn't Davis, win one. Right? Well, yeah. But I'm talking about guys who rushed back this postseason, yes. right, from injury yes. and didn't look the same. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him out there. Now the, the question is, right, what does the street, fighter, like the street Fighter health bar look like above his head? Like how right. much health, how healthy is he when he is out there? 
Yeah, well, obviously, like you said, Malika Andrews updated us this morning, doubtful to questionable, so moving in the right direction. So we might see a little bit of shift on the total. I think when you were on primetime action last night, I remember you saying that Giannis isn't worth a whole lot to the total necessarily. Uh, no, well, actually, I think he's – so it's – and this isn't to denigrate him whatsoever. It's actually a compliment to him. Mm -hmm. Danielle, he is worth so much to this team defensively that this total should not move. Or I wrote about this the other day. You can make the case that you should probably increase the total potentially if Giannis does not play. Because if you look at some of the numbers – whether you're talking about defensive efficiency with him off the floor to on the floor, right? On the floor, 109. Off the floor, 116.7. If you add Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton to the mix, you're talking about a defensive rating that jumps to 118.8. And the offense still remains about the same, right? Offensive rating about 119 in those lineups. So you can make a very solid case that, you know, we tend to think that, okay, 30-point-per-game scorer, really talented guy. Maybe there's going to be less scoring here, but he is so wor he's worth so much defensively that the totals you see actually go up. And this is the angle I've been playing. Played the over in Game 5 of the Eastern Conference Finals, went over. Played over in Game 6 of the Eastern Conference Finals, went over. And I already have over 217, and the total's up to 220 because I, I think that is what you're looking at here. And remember, too, really quickly, if you go back to the regular season games, 226 and a half and 232, if I remember correctly, the closing totals for those games. We're talking about over 217 here. It's pretty different. Are you used to seeing overs like that in the playoffs, or don't the playoffs normally we see things a little bit more locked up than we do in the regular season? So possession or possessions seem to drop, right? Like, you know, pace tends to slow down in the postseason, and you always see that, right? It's, it's the moniker that we talk about all the time in the NBA playoffs. And for the most part, it's been true. These po this postseason has been really slow for the most part. Uh, but, you know, we tend to overvalue pace and not factor in efficiency, right? Because mm -hmm. if I'm going to be efficient, I can still play pretty slow and have a high-scoring game because if I am, you know, scoring on many of my possessions, then we're going to still get a higher scoring fact. And you see the, for example, in the regular season matchups, pretty slow pace, just under 100 possessions per 48 minutes, but offensive ratings of 120 and 119 respectively for the two teams. So that's an efficient game, although relatively slow. And so I think that's still one of these things where, yes, like the Suns, they don't really get out in transition. They're a half-court team. I think they finished in the regular season 24th. But remember, Milwaukee is a transition team. And the Phoenix Suns did finish 30th in transition defense this year. So like on top of just the fact that Giannis would he's worth to the defense there's so many little things that both of these teams can do to bother the other defensively that I really think that you're going to get regardless of pace a high scoring series I know that you know that I love to bet on the WNBA That's I right. came to JVT when I first started betting this and said what stats do I need to look at it's hard the season is so short 32 games how's it going it's uh you know we're 54 percent, so we are just go, profitable yeah. we are just above the line here people uh but a learning process every game but you mentioned points in transition when I asked you about this and so how important is that of a factor to consider here well, I think it's really important because in I thought uh, ESPN's uh, NBA analyst Zach Lowe brought up a really good point is just the Suns from a defensive standpoint in the transition while well, they're 30th in terms of like statistically part of it's just scheme right you have two guys that are camped in the corner all the time in terms of three-point shooting that's hard to get out in transition then right defensively when you got two guys in the corner and all of a sudden you're like oh wait wait we're on the break now it's only three against five or four going the opposite direction so that's going to be relatively tough but expect the Bucks to take advantage of that even without Giannis on the floor all right we'll talk more about the NBA finals going on tonight and the Stanley Cup finals next right here on My Guys in the Desert.
Welcome in to My Guys in the Desert. I'm Danielle Varry here at the VSIN studio with JVT Jonathan Von Tobel, our senior NBA analyst here at VSIN and former host of The Edge. Maybe you know him from there. He also does hardwood handicappers. He's everywhere. Uh, we also have. Uh, right for the website, too. Yeah, yeah, right for the website. Yeah. Do you sleep? Keep it going. You, you have a, uh, no. you have a, a small child, child too, too, right? A little say, baby? A small child. We have another one on the way. Yeah, sleep is not in the future and oh, anywhere God. near me. Oh, man. Well, uh, we'll get a guest in here to help you out a little bit. We'll have Matt Meisleman, DraftKings content specialist, join us a little bit. Uh, later on in a couple minutes, actually. But we were just talking about the NBA Finals game one going on tonight. Suns and Bucks. The Suns, a five and a half point favorite at home. Total opened at 217, now up to 220 uh, at the South Point, 219 at most other spots here. We were just talking about the status of Giannis. He's been upgraded, obviously, to questionable uh, from doubtful. We were looking at some of these stats comparisons. I mean, without him, eight and five. With him, 50 and 26. So sitting around the same winning percentage. Uh, and then points per game with him, 170. 17.03 with or excuse me without him 117 with 116 so you were kind of talking about this he's more valuable on the defensive side for them and you, you've seen the stats to support this yeah, yeah there, there's a lot to support it you can get vcin.com slash jvt you can find the write-up and get all the numbers there as well <laughs> um but yeah so you, you can start with a lot of factors right you know, let's go with the fact that when he is on the floor for, for an example within four feet of the basket defensively they only give a 59 percent it's a really good rate for those who don't know when you're shooting at the rim 64 like percent to above is like above average right because I know in the NBA, I think 50% is pretty good. Like, no, at the rim, it should be much better than a 50-50 shot. You're right, right there. Right, exactly. <laughs> right, the closer you are, the easier it should be. Uh, which, by the way, we can have a deeper conversation on analytics and the fact that it's not about three-point shooting, it's about the rim. But regardless, so rim defense, right? He's on the floor, they gave up 59%. When he's off the floor, it goes to 64.5%. These are all regular season numbers on and off the court. And there's different factors that go into it. It's a really big leap. And that's just one thing. Giannis, in terms of when you watch him play, he is one of the more dynamic help defenders in the NBA. He's fantastic off of the ball. Even when he's not the primary guy, the way he can come over and help defend in almost any certain situation because of his length, his ability to attack passing lanes, all those things. So there's that factor to it. And it's just when you look at overall, once he's off the floor, then everything drops off from an individual defensive standpoint, right? Like Chris Middleton's a fine defender and Drew Holiday's really good. But outside of that, right, you have to hide like a Bryn Forbes type. Pat Connaughton's not a dynamic defender. I'm sorry, Tim Murray, but he's really not, right? All of these things. Brooke Lopez, a little bit older, a little bit slower, not exactly a rim defender. He's just dropping back all the time. It's a scheme thing. So case in point, the defensive numbers just take a dramatic drop when he is not out there. And I was actually one of the numbers yesterday. If you have Giannis on the court with Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, the defensive rating is 105.1 when he's on the court with those two, so all three of them together. When he is off the court, that defensive rating goes to 118.8. Wow. That's it. That's incredible, right? Like that's a, real, that's a really big jump. Yeah. And so like those are the kind of things that you see when you're looking at this overall where it's like, okay, that's why I think he's not really worth much to a total from a point spread perspective. Because absolutely. everything will even out. Right. And there's still, when you talk about an offensive rating standpoint, offensive rating without Giannis and those two on the floor, 119 flat in the regular season. You saw in the last two games against the Atlanta Hawks, offensive rating of about 118, if I remember correctly, between those two games. So right in line with what you're talking about. So I think all of that put together – when you say he's not worth something to a total, it sounds insulting. He's not. No, no. It just means that the way this team still plays, there's no need to drop the total, especially dramatically. Because if you remember in game five, that total went from 220. He gets hurt. News comes out he's not going to play to 212 and a half. That's, that's a lot considering all the defensive numbers we just ran through. So, yeah. yeah, I bet this thing over 217. And I'm not surprised to see it like as high as 220. I expected like 221 and a half for these totals for the most part. So we're kind of right in range of where I think we probably should be. 
Well, you didn't expect him to affect the total necessarily mm-hmm. because of the way that he's more valuable to them defensively. I have to imagine, though, that it would affect the prop market, which we'll get into a little bit later. Right. Uh, but that is something where you're going to see uh, a little bit more maybe opportunity uh, to look at some options depending on whether or not he plays or how much he plays at what percentage etc but you're talking about how important the under the rim game is here Mm -hmm. and people love three-pointers as well but we have uh two chris's here who love to shoot mid-rangers so how do you uh kind of think that's going to be look tonight when we see a lot more mid-range shots coming from chris paul and chris middleton so i i think from from chris paul's perspective so i wrote about two player props i I think that i wanted to track throughout this series overall Uh, one of them was mikhail bridges which we can get to at some point Mm -hmm. but the other was chris paul points and assists because Mm -hmm. and if you can combine the combined prop and we'll see if what that's at market wide but when you look at Chris Paul and the way he would operate, right? We know what Chris Paul likes to do. You mentioned it. You get out in the mid-range area of the floor. There's a reason why the Suns actually led the league. Actually, they were fourth in terms of uh, mid-range frequency, in terms of frequency of attempts from the mid-range area of the floor, and fourth in terms of, or excuse me, first in terms of shooting percentage from the mid-range area of the floor. Not only did they have Chris Paul, they had Devin Booker, who's a pretty elite mid-range scorer of his own right as well. And then you look at the way that the Bucks, for the most part, play defensively. It's drop coverage. It's having your dude fight over the screen, right? Just kind of essentially putting your guy, the ball handler, in this little pocket where, okay, I have a big dropping to protect the basket. I have my other guy chasing him back. But that leads to what? Open shooters. It's why the Milwaukee Bucks rank 29th in opponent three-point shooting. It's why the Milwaukee Bucks give up the third most wide-open threes of any team in the NBA in the regular season because of that drop coverage. But it also leaves that soft area of the floor. It's why Trey Young had a really big game against them the other day. And so that sets up for Chris Paul, I think, to have a really big series. If you look throughout his matchups in the entire regular season, he averaged the most points against any team against Milwaukee Bucks. It was 25 points. It was 10 assists. He had really big games against Milwaukee in the two matchups that they had because I think the defense matches up well with the way that he plays. So to your point about Paul, like Chris Paul, I, I think he's going to have a really good series. And this kind of leads me into why I bet him at plus 170 to win the MVP. He's got the legacy behind him. He's got a matchup that works in his favor. Like there's so many things that I think it's set up for Paul to have a pretty big series. And as far as Middleton's concerned, you know, I like I said this on Follow the Money this morning, Danielle. Like, I think we're getting lost. Like, we're focusing a lot on Chris Middleton. He's a really good player. Yeah, he's, it, the, he's, the focus shifts to him when we are not sure about Giannis. Well, but I think it should be Drew Holiday, mm. right? Because so Drew Holiday is now your lead ball handler. Drew Holiday is a point guard now who's going to run this offense if Giannis is not playing, right? The usage spikes for both of them, but it spikes a lot for a guy like Drew Holiday. And you saw in the two games, especially in game five, Holiday had an incredible game in game five against the Atlanta Hawks because his usage rate went up and he started to get a little bit more dominant within four feet of the basket, started attacking off the bounce, started facilitating a little bit more. And so I wonder if, like, when we're talking about who's going to have the bigger series – in terms of the two guys for Milwaukee, I personally, I think the, the focus, if Giannis does not play, is going to be more on Drew Holiday and his ability to facilitate and run this offense as opposed to a guy like Chris Middleton. How do you think his consistency has been so far in playoffs? <laughs> because I know that people have been not so happy with Drew Holiday. Yeah, well, and it hasn't been great, right? Like, I think he's shooting right under 30% from three in this yeah. postseason. Um, and he, you're right. And because the, the thing that I think is most frustrating is it's the fickle nature of how good he can potentially be, right? You can have a 9 of 14 game against Atlanta in game two, right? You can play 32 minutes and be absolutely dynamic, score 22 points. You can drop 33 in game one against the Hawks. But then you go through these stretches where you're, you know, you're 2 of 11 from the Four, you're six of 17, nine of 20, and nine of 20 is not that bad. But you, you know what I'm saying? Like these really inconsistent performances. So I would agree with that. Like, and that's why I think the onus is on him. 
because Chris Middleton can't do this on his own. And you need, like, Chris Middleton's a fine ball handler, but he's not going to run pick and rolls like Drew Holiday is going to. He doesn't have the ability to attack off the bounce and get within four feet of the basket. You know, one of my favorite little nuggets when I was looking at this, if Giannis, again, does not play, is out of all the guys who registered 10 or more minutes in the final two games of the Eastern Conference Finals, only two of them attempted 35% or, or more of their attempts within four feet of the basket in the regular season. It was Drew Holiday, and it was Jeff Teague. Like, those are two guys that, like, so you have no bounce, like, attack off the bounce outside of Giannis and Drew Holiday in right. this kind of a series. So I, that's why I think Holiday, the inconsistencies, I can totally understand that, but Holiday's definitely got to have a big series if they're going to be able to pull this out. Uh, yeah, so people are looking at Middleton, but really it's going to have to be a Holiday. He's going to have the ball in his hands more. Mm-hmm. So we take a look at these series price here. Obviously, the Suns are the favorite at minus 190, the Bucks plus 170. Where do you think these numbers will go depending on what happens with Giannis? So, I mean, this this is simply put, like $1.90, I think the Suns are going to win the series. Mm-hmm. But $1.90 is too high. Because yes. we'll just put it this way. When the Suns went up 3-1 in their series against the Los Angeles Clippers, and it looked like the Bucks were going to win that series against the Atlanta Hawks, the Westgate Superbook opened this up at Bucks minus 150. So the presence of Giannis, right? Because there's no other injuries for the Milwaukee Bucks. It's just the presence of Giannis has swung this from $1.50 in favor of Milwaukee to now $1.90 in favor of Phoenix. Yeah. And, and what happens if Giannis comes back today and he's fully healthy? What if he plays? <laughs> right? So the team that was all of a sudden favored because he's out there has that guy out there and he's 100% ready to go. And yet now they're plus 150 or plus 170. So I think the price, as much as I think that Phoenix has a lot of matchups that work in their favor here, to me, it's, it's, it would be bucks or pass given what we know about Giannis now, the fact that it seems like he's going to be back at some point, and just given where we were at from a series price perspective. And he's worth a lot, but it sounds like you're going to get him at some point, which is going to change things for him. Well, uh, obviously, another thing that you can bet here, if you're not just looking at the series price, is how many games are we going to see? Yep. Uh, everyone's favorite, Suns in four, right? Uh, so, God, if I <laughs> if I never hear that phrase again for the rest of my life, I'll be happy. Okay, well, for the next 90 minutes, I can't promise that I won't say it because <laughs> one bet MGM better did bet eleven thousand dollars at nine to one, so to win ninety nine thousand dollars on the Suns, winning the series, sweeping it four mm-hmm. zero. What do you think of their chances on that bet? And how do you actually see this game playing out? How many games? So I would say no, first off, because again, it, it sounds <laughs> what a like boring Gian- finals. That would be right. Well, I mean, you could, do, you, do you remember it was like four or five years ago? Remember there was a, the, the Cavaliers actually swept Paul George and the Pacers. It was like a first round series, but every game was like a one point margin. So like it was a sweep, but it was kind of a fun sweep. Like it was a dramatic one. Short, so, uh, sweet. Yeah, hopefully we get yeah. one of those. Right. Um, so we can move on with our lives. It's a very busy <laughs> summer. Uh, no. So I picked for the write up. I picked the Suns in six. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it, it seems like a fair one. Like, again, I am assuming that that Giannis is coming back. And I assumed that he was going to come back in game two. It sounds like we're going to get him earlier rather than later. So, again, maybe tonight. But regardless, Giannis is playing in this series. I, I feel very confident in saying that. And if he's going to play in this series, then I think that this is going to extend out a little bit farther, like six, potentially seven games. Now, I will say... There is a potential for the Suns to sweep them, obviously, but that means Giannis isn't playing like at all, and that means everything has to go right for them in that short stretch. So, I, I, now I would say I didn't bet the Suns in four or in six just because the factor of Giannis sitting at four to one, right? Yeah. But I, I think that Suns and six was like my safe. Okay, you got to pick it. What's it going to be? Suns and six, and I, I, I wanted to find the. Uh, the uh, the meme of the guy, but with the two fingers added on the side of his hand, but I couldn't find it. So Suns and Six. You can make it. We, we know the people. We'll <laughs> get you in contact with the people we need here. Uh, so, I mean, 
it's hard to make a futures bet, obviously. And I know that a lot of people don't like to, in a series, bet on game one traditionally. So taking a look at that, at what point in this series, how much would you need to see to want to make a futures bet here um, and still be able to get some good value? It was like on the series itself? Yeah. yeah you I, need to see what Giannis looks like? Yeah, because that's the factor, right? Because, you know, I've made the joke. It's not Tory Craig, who, by the way, started for the Bucks when they played the Suns the first time around. Uh, it's not Tory Craig who's missing in this one, right? It's a guy who is, who is arguably worth about six points to a point spread. Uh, you know, this is, we're looking at a Suns minus five and a half, minus six. That's a number without Giannis on the floor. If he's announced that he's going to play, would not be surprised to see this come back down to like four and a half even or something like that. But this is a guy who's insanely impactful. So I wouldn't feel comfortable in any stretch whatsoever other than looking at it from like the MVP perspective and going, yeah, like Chris Paul, I think the Suns are going to win this series. I don't want to lay it down with 90. Take plus 175 on Chris Paul to win this thing in terms of the MVP. But that's the only like future bet that I had made or, or would be comfortable making in a series like this. So we talk about the spread here. You said that obviously this number is considering that he will not be playing. And so people forget that the books have the same information that we do, sometimes better information. I say that all the time. I say if you know it, they know it. Yes, exactly. So with that in mind, if you wanted to take the Bucks tonight, now is probably the best number you're going to get depending on what happens. If Giannis is not playing, do you think this is going to move or it's already where it's going to be? Yes. No, if Giannis – here's the thing, because the market overreacts all the time. I talked yes. about this with Aaron Renning and Vinny yesterday, which is if he's announced that he's not going to play, I would willing to – I'd be willing to bet dollars to donuts, whatever that phrase means, that you'll probably see like six and a half, right, in terms of a side. So that's the risk that you're taking in terms of, all right, I'm going to bet on Milwaukee today because I think Giannis is going to play. He's not. And then all of a sudden you're sitting on five and a half and a number that closes like six and a half. And that would kind of suck. So, But I am interested, like I know we have this up, like what that means for first quarter and first half lines for this because Giannis is obviously very impactful. And so what that means from an early start, all of those sort of things, is he rusty? Because remember, this isn't James Harden, right? This is Because Harden had a value, even though he was on one leg, because he's still a, what was he, like 38 39% three-point shooter this year, whatever he was, he can still knock down jump shots. Mm-hmm. He still needs to be respected to a certain extent. If you're Giannis, like, what value are you just camping out and not moving, right? If, you, if you're limited on that knee in any way whatsoever, that's really impactful. And so if you're looking at the Suns, for example, in the first quarter, if he's not healthy, right, Suns' first quarter seems to make some sense because if he's rusty, if the knee is stiff, whatever it is, then that opens up the door for the Suns to probably have a pretty good start to this game. So I like I wonder what the adjustment would be on a first quarter, first half. I'm certain some shops probably take this down with the questionable nature of Giannis Antetokounmpo because that's a really big difference if he's going to play and if he's not because he's worth so much to a point spread. Yeah, well, we take a look at these derivative markets. That's what I was going to ask you mm-hmm. as well, is maybe we find out that Giannis is going to play. You rush to go bet the first half or the first quarter because yeah. maybe he's playing, but we don't know how long he's playing. Um, and a fun fun little nugget here, actually, the Suns are the best team uh, ATS at home Ooh. in the first quarter. That, that was one of my favorite bets was Suns at home first quarter usually. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I was about to make a joke about how, well, Suns fourth quarter is great because they screwed me in a New Orleans Pelicans <laughs> regular season game one, year, uh, one day this year. But uh, no, and I think what's, what's an interesting thing from a game plan perspective, because we can bring uh, Mike Budenholzer into this, yes. which is the, Sun, the Bucks seem to start right with what is comfortable to them. And what I mean by that is that drop coverage, defense, all of that stuff that everybody picks apart and doesn't like. And so that, again, from a matchup perspective, that opens the door for the Suns to have a potentially good start, right? If it's Giannis on the court, whether or not he's healthy or fully healthy, if he's not on the court, if you're talking about this classic drop coverage that they're always playing, 
then all of a sudden you're like, okay, so I have a defense, I have a scheme that works in favor of the Phoenix Suns. I either have a gimpy Giannis or Giannis not on the court, and we know how bad they are defensively without him. So like, I, it, this does have written all over it, Daniel, potentially a really quick start for the Phoenix Suns because we can talk about the fact that Milwaukee is off. Right? Mike Boonholzer called it like a quick turnaround. Like it's, you got two days off, all right? You know, the, the Clippers didn't get a single two-day stretch off, so let's, let's relax on that. But the Suns Things move rest. a little slower in Milwaukee, all right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, and it, back. But, but the Suns also, right? They had this time off to get ready and roll in and ready to go. They're fully healthy. Like, rest or rust? Uh, mm. I'm always a rest guy. Yeah. You get time to plan. Come on. You're not yeah. rusty. These are professional athletes. But and if they're rusty, said, just the first quarter. Yeah, first quarter seems like they'd be a good start here for the Phoenix Suns, potentially. All right. So uh, good luck to the better who uh, bet $11,000 on the Suns in four. Tonight that quest to starts. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to some Major League Baseball next right here on My Guys in the Desert. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs... Yeah, like check out these hair. Pl- I mean, don't just walk around. Hey, tapping. Your head. Hey, hey, stranger. I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you know have to do that with everyone you meet? Try to act like they. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, "Look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot." Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but all right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. 
It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back into the OddsTrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out OddsTrader.com. And remember, you can download the free OddsTrader app right now and start winning with the up-to-the-second info you need. Daniel Avari and JVT back here on My Guys in the Desert, ready to talk about some of the early games that will be going to be in action in just about 90 minutes here for the MLB. Let's start with Braves at Pirates. So, again, getting underway here in just about 40 minutes or so. The Pirates won as dogs yesterday. It was a dog day in the MLB yesterday. Yeah, uh, absolutely smoked Atlanta yesterday, right? Uh, Pittsburgh gets up on Freed, five innings pitch, seven hits, six earned runs for him, and then Tomlin gets beat up as well. But, you know, Anderson's been one of those guys that, uh, that I'm a fan of. Uh, you know, I like him a lot. Some good underlying numbers for him. And actually, I didn't say underlying. Like, his numbers across the board are pretty tight. 335 earned run average, 350 on the expected fielding independent. Uh, but Atlanta, Danielle, only two and five at his last seven starts, and he's been solid. You know, 376 on the XFIP. Because, look, the, the bullpen hasn't been great for Atlanta, right? So you give him some leads there. Uh, but, I think he should be able to work around a lineup like this, and I think that's why you see the price move, right? Some spots open at $1.70, 71. Now you're upwards of $1.80. Pirates aren't great from an offensive standpoint. 29th in weighted runs created plus, 26th in terms of their average. And I think a lot of the price today, too, is about Chad Cool, who has not been good. Like everything you look at with his numbers tells you it's exactly what you're looking at. 695 in terms of his strikeouts per nine, so you're not even striking out seven guys every nine innings. His walks are a massive issue. And, you know, there's some guys that are pitching today where you can walk a lot of guys, right? Zach Gallon had this problem early in his career. But as long as you're striking a lot of dudes out, you can kind of balance that out. When you're not striking guys out and you're allowing a lot of free runners, that's when it comes in to be a part of a problem. And that's what cool is today. So, you know, this is a pretty big price. I didn't have anything here in terms of a bet, but I think I would completely agree with the market move that fading cool and betting on Anderson is a recipe for success here. This was a game yesterday that I had a yes run in the first inning bet on. It did not come home. Actually, a lot of the yeses didn't come home yesterday. We've been seeing mm-hmm. a lot more scoring in the MLB lately, but yesterday not as much. Uh, do you think we're going to start to finally see a little bit of regression in that area? Yeah, I think, and it, look, it's a long it's a long season too, yeah. right? So, you know, depending on how you look at it, you can always alter sample sizes to say something or another, right? You can, as much as I love numbers, you can always use some to alter, you know. You can to, always work to them to your advantage. Right, yeah. so yeah, I think that we'll see some regression at some point, especially as we've seen, right, like on-base percentages up, batting averages up for all these guys since the uh, the enforcement of the spider tech stuff so and key pitchers like Bueller and my guy Gary Cole is a dirty cheater uh, all those things right they're struggling a little bit so okay easy that's a Bruin uh, all right so let's talk about one of the that's other games right. that did not well, see, yeah, but I'm an Angels fan see so in the AOA get out of here right yeah, all right all right well, well we'll leave the fight for after the after the break here well let's talk about another game that had no run in the first inning yesterday Brewers and Mets they face off again today and uh, as you can imagine the no run in the first inning is juiced quite heavily because DeGrom <laughs> is taking the mound as a huge favorite. So do you have, so I would be interested to see what the first five uh, total is here as well. Uh, because, it, so you mentioned that the last time DeGrom started, there mm-hmm. were actually four runs scored in the first inning, right? You had one score by panic. the Mets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, DeGrom was trash in that game. He actually gave him three earned runs at the first and then proceeded to sit down. I think it was 18 consecutive guys and struck out 12 for the rest of the game. Uh, but, like, again, like, this is all about whether or not the Brewers, who, remember, have quietly, like, not quietly, they've really come together. They won that, those 11 consecutive games over those 11 straight games they average nearly eight runs per game so the way that this offense has been rolling you know excluding the last two contests three and a half 
Okay, so that's that's much <laughs> higher than actually in that get, get that contest last week, and it was actually Ian Anderson who was on the hill opposing him, who we just talked about. Uh, that was two and a half last week, and that went way over. But regardless, if this Brewers lineup can get to Degrom, like that's the question, right? Because if you're looking at this, like Brett Anderson, he hasn't really been great. Four sixty nine ERA, four twenty five expected fielding independent, and if you look, like he gave three earned runs over one in the third last time out at Arizona. He allowed ten earned runs over fifteen two thirds innings in June. Only two starts over five innings, so you're not going to get a lot. So now you're asking a lineup that has scuffled in New York, or excuse me, in Milwaukee, the last two games to get to one of the best pitchers. And I'm just like, eh, there's better ways to spend my money. I'm looking at these odds right now for the Cy Young, the NL Cy Young, Jacob DeGrom minus 1,000, and then Ooh. even the favorite for the NL MVP at even money as a pitcher, and Fernando Tatis Jr. behind him, plus 175. Where's, um, uh, wow, where's my guy? Um, wow, why am I blanking on the Milwaukee Brewers pitcher not named Corbin Burns, who I have a ticket on at 15 to 1? Who's my second choice at NL Cy Young? Your second choice is Brandon Woodruff. There we go. 15 to one. Guy. He's 15 to one again? 15 to one. Man, I bet that. So I bet that like two months ago, he got to as low as like seven to one. And then DeGrom just keeps doing what he's doing. It's absolutely ridiculous. He's DeGrom in it. Yeah. yeah he's the bomb. That's a good one. Uh, let's talk about the Dodgers at the Marlins, too. Also getting underway in just a couple minutes here, about 40 minutes or so. Uh, Marlins won his dogs yesterday as well. Yes, they did. And this, so I, I'm really intrigued by this because. I think Gonsolin's a guy that I kind of want to go against, and I know we're up against it, So, I, but I think when you look at it as a whole, Gonsolin, 281 ERA, but a 494 in the expected fielding independent. So that's that's a really big discrepancy between those two. Tell now, me what it means. So well, so essentially <laughs> what it's talking about is, you know, he's getting away with murder to a certain extent. And All so right. I think we'll go to some other underlying numbers, but there's something there with Gonsolin. I just don't know if this is the lineup I want to use to attack a win. All right. Well, obviously we have more baseball to get back to a little bit later on, but next up, Matt Meiselman from DraftKings will join us right here on My Guy in the desert. NHL and NBA playoffs are here, and our experts are covering every angle to find the betting edges. VEASAN hockey expert Andy McNeil is tracking all of the NHL action, and our senior NBA analyst Jonathan Von Tobel is right here in the flesh to track all of the basketball insights. Our experts and the entire VEASAN team give you all the tools to make the most of every bet on the playoffs, including odds and analysis for every game on VEASAN.com and our daily members-only best bet emails. Now is the time to cash in on the playoffs. Sign up for your 10-day free trial at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Again, Danielle Vargas. JVT back here on My Guys in the Desert and ready to bring in our DraftKings content specialist, Matt Meiselman. Matt, thanks so much for making some time for us today. Of course. Happy to be here. How are you guys doing? So good. Um, I have a lot of questions. I know a lot of us are excited for NFL season uh, before the NBA playoffs are even over. Uh, so tell us your DraftKings championship series. How does it all work and how are signups looking? So basically there is a tournament where uh, someone wins a million dollars. This happens pretty regularly. It's it's kind of an amazing thing where over the course of 2021, 100 or so people will take home a million dollars from various DFS contests. And then at the end of the year or early 2022, um, the winners of those contests will compete in another event called the Tournament of Champions, and that will pay an additional million dollars to the winner of that event. Uh, so there's tons of money to win. There's obviously a lot of people to go up against, but um, 
this has been going on for a while and it'll be even bigger once football gets underway. So how do you enter the contest? What do you need? So for tonight, for example, for NBA finals, game one, $25 buy-in first place wins. And it's just your standard DFS contest. And the winner will also get a ticket to this end of year event. Uh, so it's just playing fantasy against, you know, thousands, tens of thousands of people. Um, but it's just a $25 buy-in and someone will take home a million dollars at the end of this, uh, or at least split, you know, the top prizes, um, and the ticket will be awarded to the winner too. So yeah, it's, it's pretty straightforward. I think at least from the DFS perspective, if you play, if you play daily fantasy, this is, uh, this is the way to compete against the best in the world. We've been referring to this as the king of competitions because the idea kind of like world series of poker is we want to put the best up against the best and see who comes out on top at the end of the year, tons of sports, all these different ways to play against people. And uh, it's, it's been a lot of fun to see how it's unfolded so far. So Matt, I, from hearing you talk about this, it sounds like this is a contest that tends to skew a little bit sharper, more skilled players, huh? It's hard to say. Um, these contests are so large uh, and the, the buy-ins vary. So to take the U.S. Open a couple of weeks ago, for example, we had three separate millionaire contests and they were across the board in terms of buy-in levels. So it could be $10, $100, and uh, a couple thousand dollars. So the buy-ins range, and I think it just varies sport to sport, slate to slate. Um, they can be sharper, they can be pretty generic, and it kind of just depends. So one of the themes for, for this finals has been the, the two teams that are involved. Does a less-than-sexy Suns-Bucks matchup alter the entries uh, in something like this? I honestly don't think so. So for D DFS in general, I think the thing that creates the most interest is when people feel like they have an angle. And with Giannis having this question mark in terms of how healthy he is, I feel like there are just a lot of different opinions that people can have about this series. So I think that generates interest maybe more so than having a premier matchup. I mean, if, if you had the Lakers playing the Nets and an injury situation in that series, I'm sure that would be a little bit more exciting if we were dealing with James Harden versus LeBron and maybe one of those guys isn't fully healthy. That would probably be more appealing than this current finals. But I think the fact that we have this uncertainty does seem to rev up interest a little bit. How have the signups been so far? Are a lot of people participating or is there a lot of room still to get in? Because like you said, somebody is winning a million dollars. Yeah, let's see. So we have... 70,000 entries in so far with a maximum of 107,000. So it's getting there. Uh, still a few hours to go. Oh, it's very exclusive then. There's a there's a cap here at the door. Uh, so you did mention, obviously, the NBA Finals. We have game one going on tonight. Uh, what is the DraftKings line looking like right now? Yeah, so this, this game, I think, is just pretty confusing to analyze in terms of what people want to bet on and where the line will go. Uh, because the current line of minus five and a half for the Suns is actually where the line opened. Uh, I think we may have it up to six now, but it, it's been in this area, five and a half, six, six and a half, uh, since the line opened a couple of days ago. And we had Giannis downgraded from uncertain to doubtful. Now he's been upgraded from doubtful to questionable. And I think he's the best player in the series. I think most people would probably agree with that. His value to the point spread, if he's healthy, is probably somewhere in the neighborhood of four, five, maybe even six points. And we're seeing the line not really budge for these updates on him. So I think it it may be one of those situations where there's an expectation he won't be 100% if he plays. Or maybe it's just a true toss-up and we'll see the line move a couple points in whichever direction this news breaks. Um, but I'm not really sure. Like We could see a James Harden situation where he functions like a decoy. 
or it could be Joel Embiid's situation where he played through a knee injury against the Hawks and he had, I think, one really great game in the series, a couple where he kind of faded down the stretch of the game. I think we just have no idea how healthy the Bucks are right now, and the line is just kind of holding until we have more information. When we take a look at the total here, I mean, opened at 217, bet up to 220 in some spots. Are a lot of betters taking the over here, and what's the handle looking like on the total side of things? Yeah, the the bet uh, the bet amount and the handle amount are pretty close to 50-50 on both the spread and the over-under. And to me, it seemed like the total was rising as a as a reaction to the news. Um, Giannis's rim defense and just defense in general is important. And without him, Bobby Portis plays more minutes. Maybe you get a higher scoring game. But we, we're seeing the total stay where it is, even with this now update that the status has been changed from doubtful to questionable, and it's looking increasingly likely that he'll be playing tonight in some capacity. So I think it'll be interesting to see once we get an official ruling, uh, Giannis is a game time decision right now to see if that total moves, but betters seem pretty torn uh, in terms of the the splits on, on the total. And yet we've still seen it go up a bit. So I feel like they're just, it's, it's just kind of hard to read what's going on here. This, to the best of my knowledge, this is the only time that we've had game one of the NBA finals where the best player in the series, we don't know if he's playing yet, and the series starts in three hours. Yep. So, it, well, go yeah, ahead. go ahead. I was going to say, I wanted to move on because I know we don't have much time for you. I was curious, uh, what's it been like for DraftKings? And we're in a big fight week out here in Las Vegas. Uh, what's the handle been like for McGregor Boyer part three? So we, we do know that the handle for this fight is making up most of the handle on the card. Mm -hmm. um, as far as the fight itself, it's actually pretty close to an even split. So in the first matchup, uh, most of the bets, most of the money were on McGregor. He was a pretty sizable favorite, and we all saw that it didn't go so well for him. Uh, so now we've got McGregor as a slight underdog, and the public is still, I think betters are still leaning his way, but we're, we're at more of an even split, which is kind of interesting. So uh, I think that a lot of people have lost faith in McGregor, but not entirely. There's still enough people out there who can hold off the Matt Meiselman, thanks so much for joining us. He's Preaching Sense on Twitter. You can find him there. We'll have more when we get back right here on My Guys in the Desert. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, forward, prohibited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back into the OddsTrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out OddsTrader.com and download the free OddsTrader app right now so you can start winning with the up-to-the-second info you need. Danielle Alvari and JVT back here on My Guys in the Desert and an update in the Euro 2020. Italy wins 4-2 in penalties against Spain. Really dramatic finish here and reaches their first major tournament since Euro 2012, rather. JVT, is this something you've been keeping up with? Uh, not betting, but watching Yeah, yeah. when I get the opportunity. And uh, contrary to popular belief as well, I actually do enjoy soccer. Soccer is a fun sport to watch, and uh, this has been a really fun, intriguing tournament, especially when you get the runs. You know, we get to see Denmark in action tomorrow against England. Uh, but just projecting in terms of what the odds are out there, uh, in England-Italy final, if that is what we are going to get, uh, it is going to be a very, very good final. But it's a good, been obviously a good run for Italy, and it's been a fun tournament overall, and I'm really excited for that matchup because uh, Denmark has been a, a very good story, and that's going to be a really good matchup tomorrow. I think the, uh, I got the English right now. Uh, let's see, to advance, about a $2.00. 70-cent favorite, and that's up from yesterday. I think they were in the range of like a 260 favorite yesterday. So. Well, I know Denmark's been like the trendy team to bet on. People have been, uh, it's been fun, but it might be the end of the road for them tomorrow. Um, and it's funny you say you like other sports because that is one of my favorite things in your Twitter bio because it says enjoys other sports, well, just to funny, be clear. Like, ever, like ever since the, when, the, like four months ago when I took on the title of senior NBA analyst, I get like the, do you, like Tim Murray during the NCAA championship game was like, do you really watch college hoops? I'm like, Tim, I covered UNLV basketball for like five years. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of have to pay me. attention. They, they end up in the NBA some of them right and also trust me if you covered you would all be hoops if you had any idea how the last few years have gone you gotta like college hoops to at least cover that thing on a day-to-day -day basis it's not gone well well since you brought it up uh we do have the nba drafts coming up is i know you just started to dive into your prep here is there anything sticking out to you early uh in terms of the betting market or any players yeah actually i'm, I'm gonna pull this up because for a second it actually got pulled down so give me a second to pull this up and get my accurate notes up because evan mobley um for the second overall pick at one point over at DraftKings was the odds-on favorite to go number two. And got I thought pulled that was, down. And there it is. It got yeah. pulled down. Now it's back. Jalen Green is a $1.50 favorite. Uh, we'll take credit for this. Uh, we talked about this on Follow the Money the other day. Uh, yeah, Devin Mobley shouldn't be the favorite to go number two. You know, if you and this is the fun thing about like the NBA draft because one, it, it is kind of hard outside of the top three, four prospects because you know how good the top prospects are. And then after that, it's a crapshoot because so many of these teams draft on projection and, you know, they're 19-year-old kids. are going to form. Look at what happened with Giannis Antetokounmpo. Like, from what he was when they drafted him to what he is now, you're just drafting on what they could potentially could or be. Or Joel Embiid. Right, yeah. and now that they are. And one of the points I always make, Daniel, when you're talking about <clears throat> the NBA draft versus the NFL draft, 
the NFL draft, you have solid like positions across the board that are rigid, right? If you are a linebacker, you are a linebacker. Sure, there's like some tweener edge players, but if you're a linebacker, you're a linebacker. If you're a defensive lineman, you're a defensive lineman. If you're a wide receiver, you're a wide receiver. If you're, you're a quarterback gonna... who likes to run, they're going to make you into a tight end. <laughs> right, or they're going to try to. <laughs> but for the most part, like if I am a team that needs a quarterback, I'm going to go get a quarterback. If right. I need an edge rusher, I'm going to go get an edge rusher. In the NBA, if I were to tell you, yeah, you need some wing depth. And it's like, well, what the hell does that mean? I was about to drop it. You know, what does that mean? And so you just draft on projection. It's so not decent after hours yet. Right. Yeah. And so what I say this is, you know, it helps to know kind of how teams draft, what they're looking at, positional need, of course. But so I bring this all together with Evan Mobley because, remember, the Houston Rockets were a team that's front office was kind of built and crafted by um, Daryl Morey, who is now over in Philadelphia. But a lot of these guys worked under Morey. And there is not really a track record of a Maury front office spending high picks on big men, right? And so now you look at this and you go, okay, well, if you look at Houston across the board, they invested in some money in Chris Wood, who had a down year just because of the injury that he suffered. But they're in desperate need of depth in that backcourt, whether it's a shooting guard, whether it's a point guard, right? They're relying on John Wall, who's pretty old, that has some injury issues as well. And I think a guy like when you're looking at this, a Jalen Green makes much more sense at number two than an Evan Mobley type. And so when that stuck out, I was like, hey, Evan Mobley shouldn't be an odds-on favorite to go number two. It should probably be the other way around. And the market has been adjusted. Now, this is also the point where I complain, like, I wish we could have these up here in this market a little bit earlier. So be you nice actually, to bet them. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> It'd be great to have a Jalen Green plus 150 ticket or something like that right now. But regardless, like, that was the big one that kind of stuck out was the fact that when you looked at this, like, there's going to be, I think, more of like a uh, – an emphasis on these perimeter players early. And Mobley has been tied already to the Cleveland Cavaliers, so you can make some connections there. And he is the odds-on favorite now to go number three, which is makes a little bit more sense. But I think right now, when you look at the odds across the board, Jalen Suggs should probably be favored to go fourth. And you look across the board, I think they have started to kind of even this out, at least with the top four selections right now. Yeah. Well, you're seeing Mobley across the board here. I mean, as a third overall pick on DraftKings, minus 143 yep. is the favorite here. Uh, he is the second favorite to go second overall behind Jalen Green, as you mentioned. So plus 120 and fourth overall, even he's listed here at plus 150 behind Jalen Suggs. Yeah. Uh, so would you say with the NBA draft, you obviously mentioned we don't have these positions that we're looking to fill the way we do with NFL. Mm -hmm. Is it more based on, I'm going to use one of my favorite terms, measurables and <laughs> potential here? Uh, when we look at the NBA, are you just looking for the best athlete here? Yeah, I think well, I think it's like best athlete, a position of need, right? For you know, yeah. if, as you get deeper into it, but there is, I should say too, this is this is still like the NFL draft in that there is information out there, right? Like one, of, I can go back a couple of years when Colin Sexton was coming out. You know, one of the best kept secrets, I guess you can call it, or whatever it was, uh, and saying that sarcastically, Colin Sexton at number eight to the Cavs, like that seemed like all but set in stone, right? And so stuff like that, you can go and you can acquire information and you can bet on it. And I think where you're really going to get your money as you start to sort out some of these guys is, you know, you're starting to see more player draft position props, right? You know, as you look, I think right now DraftKings has in the range like 10 to 12 guys. You know, Corey Kispert, for example, who had by all accounts pretty good workouts at the draft combine and is moving up boards, whatever that means, you know, betting him under to go in that lottery area, something like that. Like those are the kind of things you want to read. But again, like this is still informational based. So keep an eye on that as guys work out for teams and everything's going to happen because that information is still out there just, just like the NFL draft. It's just a little bit harder sometimes because you don't know what a team is looking at when you're like all right they got two 19 year old wing players like what's the difference and that's when it gets a little bit harder to kind of pinpoint exactly where some of these guys are going to go right so you would say overall a little bit more difficult to bet on than the nfl draft yeah i think to a certain extent and there's just not that many options right like so yeah. for example you know going back to the the position stuff right running backs in the first round 
One and a half. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, if I'm a bookmaker, am I going to put like forwards in the first round? Yeah. Because like a guy right now, it's like a wing player. Is he a two guard or is he a small forward? Like those sort of things. So as a better, there's just not that many fun things you can bet on either. You'll start to get like schools, like how many guys out of a certain conference, all that sort of stuff. Uh, but at the end of the day, there's so much vagueness around one, the evaluation of the players, and two, just what positions they are, that at times it's just hard to put up a lot of stuff other than draft position props, first, second, third, fourth overall, like, you know, stuff like that. Well, something to look forward to, certainly. I mean, NBA draft coming up on Thursday, July 29th, so we'll keep you updated. I know JVT's just getting into digging into all of that right now. <laughs> I got turned down. I, I told Ben Fox, I was like, eh, you know, it's kind of hard to write, you know, for the NBA finals for Point Spread Weekly because, you know, it's, I have to turn it in today and it's going to come out tomorrow. I was like, what about an NBA draft piece? He's like, yeah, pump the brakes. He's like, maybe next week. And I was like, okay. So. Yeah, people want to look at it ahead <laughs> of time, not the day of, though. I'm with you on that. Uh, we want to be able to look at what we could possibly, possibly get in on here. Uh, but I did cut you off a little bit earlier when we were talking a little bit about the MLB slate. We're talking about Dodgers and Marlins. So you think there's a bet to be made here? So potentially. And the market has moved in the Dodgers direction. You saw opener of like $1.29 in favor of L.A. And we're still in the range of $1.30. I saw uh, some spots get as high as like $1.35. But so Tony Gonsolin, it looks like he's going to be on the hill here. And it's a short sample size. We haven't seen a lot of Gonsolin. I think it's right around like 15 innings or so. But when I'm looking at guys, for me, Daniel, at least, and I know West does this a lot because him and I have talked a lot about handicapping Major League Baseball, is looking in that discrepancy between an ERA and an expected fielding independent. Your XPIP gives you a little bit more of a better idea in terms of what a true pitcher is really pitching at, the level that he's really pitching at. And so when I get a nearly two-point differential, right, 281 on the ERA, but a 494 in the expected fielding independent, that's something that sticks out to you, right? That's something that you want to look at. And you don't want to look at that and just go, all right, betting against the guy. You want to look at a lot of stuff. How many innings how many innings has he pitched and what's going on? And so you look across the board and you're okay, well, short sample size, but walks a really big issue. 13 walks and 16 innings pitched. He stranded 84.7% of his runners. So that's something that is going to probably wear out at some point. And he's got really good strikeout stuff, like we were talking about, right? Balance out walks with strikeouts. Gonsolin's got that. I just don't know if this is the lineup. I want to take my shot at him with because it's still the Dodgers. The Dodgers still hit right-handed pitching really well, and Pablo Lopez is a right-handed pitcher, who I love, but it's still the Dodgers lineup. So maybe I want a more skilled lineup that is not, you know, one of the worst lineups in terms of strikeouts, you know, fifth-highest strikeout rate, the Marlins, all those sort of things in a pitcher's park as well. So I didn't bet this, but I think Gonsolin going forward is a guy that I have circled that has the potential to play against. And you know you're going to get a dog price because he's you know on the Dodgers, and the Dodgers are highly power-rated. But I'm going to be watching Gonsolin closely tonight because he's definitely on a list of guys that I think I want to sell high on and bet against him going forward. So something to keep an eye on for a couple games moving forward here, obviously. Uh, we have another game also that's going to get underway in just about an hour or so, the Blue Jays and the Orioles. Uh, the Blue Jays are coming off a loss to the Rays. What do you think we're going to see here tonight? Yeah, so uh, when I'm looking right now, I'm going to double-check to have the uh, the proper pitching matchups in front of me too uh, because the, the Blue Jays have, have quietly been playing some really good baseball, right? They, they have been on this really good run, and Steven Matz uh, is on the hill here. And when you look at what Steven Matz has been able to do, numbers are relatively tight across the board too when you're talking about like ERA, expected fielding independent, Coming off of relatively poor performance, only went two and two-thirds here, four earned runs, uh, gave up a home run that was last time out against Seattle. Uh, but he has pitched relatively solid. It's just been kind of inconsistent, right, because he had a performance at Boston that he was absolutely dynamic, five and two-thirds, only one earned run, gave up only four hits. And he went through a stretch. Of, I think we're talking about, like, what, four out of five or three out of five starts in which he gave up two earned runs or fewer. So I can understand, given one, 
the Toronto Blue Jays, where they're power rated at this point right now, where the Orioles are at as a team, and how Steven Matz has been pitching, you can understand a pretty big price here. But I think the price has kind of reached its peak. I know Spencer Watkins, not a guy that I have a lot on. I think this is his first start here right now. So uh, this is one I have stayed away from as a whole, personally. I think we've only seen him in one game, and that was an inning of relief the other day on Friday against the Angels. So this is going to be a Johnny Holstaff game, as Usman calls him. But you're never really getting much value when you're betting on a team like the Blue Jays, especially in a matchup against Baltimore, mainly because it's all baked in and the market's moving with them pretty hard. I see a little bit of juice there on the over for this total yep. here sitting at 11. Does that seem about right to you? Yeah, because, you know, if you look at some of the under, like the deeper numbers in terms of the hole, the, the bullpen for the Orioles has not been great. Again, this is a guy who pitched one inning this year on Friday. He's probably going to be out there for like two innings at a most, and then you're going to get uh, the entire pen after this, and that's going to be something for the Blue Jays to kind of beat up on going forward. So I, I would expect that. And again, while Matt's has been good, you're talking about a guy with a 460 ERA who has been a little uneven, so I think that's why you see this as high as it is. And by the way, it's a, it's a very hitter-friendly park over there in Baltimore, too. Yeah, well, always something to consider, right? Especially hmm. when you're betting uh, first inning bets like myself. I need yeah, to get some guy, of those huh? in. Uh, we had Jimmy Vaccaro join us oh, in the studio here. We'll have to see there, what Jimmy, news huh? he has for us. Oh, my, come on. What are we doing? All right. Well, we're going to talk about an event that's going on right now. It teed off just an hour ago. The match is something that we're going to have to get into here. And also the NBA Finals MVP odds is something we're going to take a look at. I have we'll action. Look- he has action. Mm-hmm. I do too, I will, as well, actually. Okay. I so we'll see whose bet is better uh, right here on My Guys in the Desert. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.